In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, glad to be with you again. Coming to your courtesy of Immaculata Productions with the Brendan option. Uh, the subscribe button, PayPal, Patreon, the usual drill. You might consider, uh, irrespective of whether you can help us in any of those ways, you might consider a comment. Uh, the comments are doing us a lot of good. They're constructive. They're very, very polite. In fact, they're warm and kind and decent. And even where people haven't agreed with us, they're such a good atmosphere. We really feel a very positive little community growing up around what we're doing. So please, throw in, throw in your own uh, tuppence halfpenny, as they used to say, uh, into the mix. Matters Synodal. Boy, are we excited. So, we have a synod coming up in Ireland. Okay. And I know the, there's a stereotype of the Irish. But the Irish like to fight. There's a stereotype of the Irish. The Irish drink too much and the Irish like to fight. Let me tell you a couple of three things. The Irish drink too much and the Irish like to fight. So we're looking forward to this synod. It's a dangerous thing to get a crowd of Catholics together. Mm -hmm. uh, we're all here together, called together by Jesus Christ, living in the Ecclesia, the Assembly of Christ's people. We all hate each other. Um, we're always fighting all the time. We're always gossiping about each other, backbiting, backstabbing. So basically what we're going to have to do, what we're going to have to do is, is really organise a great big get-together for a, a, a magnificent communal backbiting, politicking, intriguing, backstabbing, front-stabbing, side-stabbing uh, Catholic fest. It should be good. I have no problem with synodality. Right from the earliest centuries, the church has been practicing this and has been encouraging, continually encouraging the local churches to practice synodality, to have these meetings, always in communion with the bishop, always in communion with the pope and with the church, but to have these meetings. I have no problem with these, even if they turn into a right old Donnybrook. I would just ask whether we could possibly start preparing for the Synod by actually asking whether we have the skills we're talking so much about. All you hear about now is listening, 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 listening. And what you can't help noticing is that the ones doing all the talking about listening are doing all the talking. I would like to think that if we go into Synod, and it looks as if we will, that everyone will listen. So, people of a more conservative approach, like myself, will have to hear some things that we mightn't like to hear. That we're a bit narrow, that we're a bit um, maybe closed in on ourselves, that we're developing a subculture, maybe that other elements in the church find unhealthy, that we're exclusive, uh, that we're nitpicking, Whatever. Okay. That we like to wear soutans. 
haven't worn a soutane in years with any success. I have one, but uh, I've so much weight on I look like a pregnant duck in it, so I, I don't put it on. I decided to spare you that. Thank me later. But I would like to think that there would also be a possibility for people like me to talk about the decline in reverence for the Eucharist, the decline in belief in the Eucharist, the decline in willingness to listen to the sacred tradition of the Church, the meaning of obedience, the true meaning of collegiality and Catholicism. I would like to think that those things would be discussed too with an open heart. In other words, if we're going to go into a synod at which, in which our life as church will be examined, a way forward charted, I would like to think that all of those things would be looked at. Let me take a few examples. I know that in the past our preaching on sexuality was harsh. And we also probably bought into a society which was, uh, as John Waters would point out and has repeatedly pointed out, was traumatised beyond its own comprehension by the famine, obsessed with property, terrified of illegitimacy. And so we, we probably contributed to and bought into a very harsh approach to sexuality. I accept that. I also feel that the world has lost the meaning and understanding of chastity. And I think that needs to be discussed at the Senate. So I think the Senate needs to talk about chastity. I think it needs to talk about holiness in sexuality. And I have the same sexuality as anybody else. I haven't found celibacy easy. I didn't always look like this. I haven't found it easy, any more than any other priest. I'm flesh and blood. You have to respect the flesh or the flesh will beat you. But I believe in holiness. I want to, I want to be with God forever. I want to go to heaven. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, but some decisions will have to be made. It's all very well wanting to succeed in business, but if you don't like getting up in the morning, there's going to be a problem. It's all very well to want to be with God forever, but God is holiness personified. So if I want to be with God forever, I'm going to have to gradually let him make me like him, as it were, to make me holy. And that could be painful. Are we going to talk about that in the synod? Are we going to talk about prayer in the synod? We're going to talk about prayer. Are we going to talk about the fact that for decades and decades we have not taught people, including candidates for the priesthood, to pray. That we have not approached prayer as the art it is and as which it is recognised in all the great religions of the world. And let me point out, with, with utter respect towards every other faith, that I believe the entirety of the truth, of the whole truth, subsists in the Catholic Church as the Council taught, as councils before it taught. Are we going to teach people to pray? And, and, and sorry, not necessarily taking the techniques from 
you know, philosophies and religions that are seriously at variance with our beliefs, but delve into our own tradition and our own history to teach people to pray. Will the Synod, for instance, discuss the decline of the Rosary? Let alone the decline of the Mass in terms of, in terms of practice and attendance. I mean, instead of endlessly trying to make the Eucharist relevant, which is practically blasphemy because the Eucharist is always and at all times relevant, would it ask instead how we can approach the devilishly difficult prospect of catechesis so that the truth can be brought to people? I'm, I've no doubt that the best of intentions are involved in this, and I mean nothing but respect to my superiors. I have no doubt of that. But if we're going to have synodality, fine, let's talk Turkey. Are we going to discuss holiness? Are we going to discuss prayer? Are we going to discuss, or, or is the discussion going to be worldly, exclusively worldly, and centred on trying to make the church attractive to and acceptable to a world that has neither the time nor the interest to think about God? A world that is in love with death. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if you have a world that's completely absorbed in the present moment, mindful, completely absorbed in the present moment, you have a culture that, is, that has decided to die. We live towards the future. We look towards the future. We are animated by the future. Would the Synod must talk about that? These things must be heard, the sacred liturgy, reverence for the liturgy, the logic that is generated by our beliefs, whether it's followed out in our liturgical practices. It must look at that. Will it look at the problems of Catholics cohabiting, of Catholics being unfaithful to each other in marriage, of priests betraying their vows? It's going to have to look at that. I'm sorry. You can say, oh, you're just coming up with problems. Actually, if you listen to me, I haven't mentioned a single problem that is not parasitic on a phenomenal good that is already in our possession. I'm just saying, none of these things would be a problem if we didn't have a treasure to guard, to use, to enjoy and to pass on. Now, I can approach this synod as a Catholic and as a priest with an open heart if I know that it is, at its heart, oriented towards the future that God has given us and animated by that. And that the central question in it is how we pass on this treasure to the next generation. And to pass it on, we have to get at least some of them to recognise its worth. Those are the great questions in the Senate. So we can debate, if you like. I'm sure married priesthood will come up. I'm sure a whole load of stuff, the blessing of gay unions. After all, the church that gave us Luther, the church that gave us so many other exciting things in our history is about to give us a schism. So I'm sure we can learn from them. Sorry, Germany. I'll be good, I'll be good. Okay, because you brew incredible beer, so respect. Okay, for that, it's good beer, 
and I also drive a Vokes. Brilliant car. Okay, so beers and car. Not too gone on the theology. Unless it's Ratzinger. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. So you got the beer, you got the cars, and you got Ratzinger. Okay, okay. Never say we didn't get a lot from Germany. I think we have a tremendous opportunity in this Senate. But I very much hope that we won't waste it by, um, how would you put it, a bland, carefully controlled approach that will just come out with pre-designed results. I think it has to be a genuine conversation. And it has to be conducted in communion with the church, with the bishops and with the pope. Then it is truly synodal. There is no synod, no meeting of this kind that takes place anywhere in the church in which the ministry of the Pope and the ministry of the local bishop is not involved. So fine, let's do it. Let's start preparing, let's gear ourselves up for this. But it's going to be a rocky journey for all of us. I don't say that lightly. We have our faith, we have our belief, we have our love for the church. Let's do it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.